We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at LJ Hybe and on Facebook. This week's guest is Brianna Rooney. Brianna Rooney, also known as the Millionaire Recruiter, is 34 years old, owns Techies, has three houses, a top 100 restaurant, www.mouthfuleatery.com, an amazing chef of a husband, and two little kids, Diego Danger. Yes, that really is his middle name, five (laughs) years old, and a sweet little two-year-old, Lima Ariel. Her successful recruiting firm is the star of the show. That's T-E-C-H-E-E-S dot com. Techies is a firm that places highly sought after software professionals with companies in the Bay Area that are high profile, high growth, VC backed, profitable, pre-IPO and or public. Brianna takes the matchmaking approach. Hiring is all too similar to dating. If you want to do it right, you have to take the thoughtful road without all the fluff. The saying, fire fast and hire slow doesn't work in the Bay Area. You need to fire fast and hire faster. The industry as a whole isn't trained. Well, so Brianna came out with themillionairerecruiter.com, a six-week boot camp that comes with an interactive three-hour e-course, professionally done, and trains you like, like she would if you were in her office. She helps take you through the course in six weeks. Each week, either her or one of her top employees will have a training call to ensure everything is sinking in nicely. All right, Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. What an awesome bio you have. I love it. (laughs) Trying to keep it fun. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm just going to come out and ask it right away. How did you get the name The Millionaire Recruiter? (laughs) <laughs> Actually, it was by one of my employees, uh, Ben Markowitz, who has been with me now for six, six and a half years. And uh, he he realized, he goes, hey, do you understand like how powerful your training is here and how I don't think anyone else does it like this? And I was like, no, like, you, you know, you just kind of, you're just trying to do the best you can. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think we should make an e-course. He's like really into e-courses and the trend and stuff like that. And I was like, Okay. So he goes, and we're going to call you the millionaire recruiter because that's what you are. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, like he just kind of put it out there in terms and ways that I never thought of before. You know, I, 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 um, my success to me is being able to spend more time with my kids. And then, of course, that relates into money. And so anyways, um, up came the millionaire recruiter. And that's just, you know, I think people just want to know that, they can have a really successful, meaningful career. So when you put, you know, those terms out there, it gets people's attention more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, I like it. I think it's super catchy and I'm sure you get asked that question <laughs> more times <Yeah>. than not. <laughs> um, I just myself it. <laughs> so what would you recommend is the best way to work with people that feel threatened by you doing a better job than they, than they're doing? Oh yeah. So that's, that's an interesting one. And it's, it's, uh, it's a topic about, I think, you know, um, emotional, emotional intelligence. And it's something I'm actually currently putting my whole team through, uh, actually eight different workshops on this. And I think that this comes from being really self-aware 
and also realizing that people's intentions are not bad. I think that that's, that's the hard part. And Mm -hmm. you know what, um, people's actions are not your actions. And so I think that that's where you have to really separate things and draw the line and just know that you do a good job because you do a good job and that, um, if they feel threatened, then that's their problem. It's not yours. It's just, you know, working, working together as a unit and a whole and making sure that, you know, them feeling threatened and lashing out towards you or making you feel uncomfortable is not, you know, your key moment. It's their key moment. So I think that's, that's, um, that's really important to just not uh, put any of their behaviors on your own. Yeah. I think that's really, really good advice. I think it's fantastic that you're putting your team through a whole emotional intelligence workshop. Um, more companies probably should consider doing that. Yeah. You know what? I, I feel like I want like my kids to go into the workshop. My husband, like the full, the full can, I've seriously, everyone in my life, I feel like, uh, should, should be in it. If that was possible, then that's what I would do. Um, it's almost like I'm going to give it to him as a Christmas gift, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, the skills that are going to come with that go way beyond just working in the office. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's so, there's so many business cases on it and just being a successful human being, um, if you don't have emotional intelligence, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Totally. So obviously what you're doing professionally is 100% all about relationships. Um, and I imagine, especially in um, the space that you're in, uh, in California, extremely competitive. And because it's so <laughs> fast, people probably oftentimes come off aggressively like a salesperson. So how do you build these relationships without coming off like a salesperson? Yeah, so that is all in the training that we do here. And, you know, um, I think I think a lot of people when you, when you say salespeople in general, right? Like a lot of people don't realize that yeah, sure, recruiters are salespeople at the end of the day because we make money once they go somewhere, right? And they stay, and it, I mean it is commission based. However, we are more relationship builders, and once you realize that not every head has a dollar sign on it, um, that we're actually human beings, and that you know paying it forward is really important. And maybe we're not making money off of this one conversation, but maybe this one conversation is then going to turn to three others because that person enjoyed you and then will recommend you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you don't see like the bigger picture, I don't think you can truly be successful. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's a lot of truth to to seeing the whole big holistic picture instead of, you know, what's in front of me at this very moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think when people start, you know, like uh, I opened up actually two offices this year, which is crazy. But um, so I have a, a few new people in the office and to get them to understand, yes, you need to do well. Yes. In order to make money, you have to close deals and all those things, right? You have to place people, but then to still say, look, in a couple of years, this will make more sense to you. Like the way, the way we do things will make more sense to you. I'm giving you a career, not a job. You want a job, go to a different recruiting agency mm-hmm. um, or go sell cars or, you know, who knows, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think that that's just really important to realize that there's um, a lot of time that goes into building relationships and this is not just like an overnight success. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I mentioned, you know, the purpose of this show is really to help alleviate the fear that people have when it comes to that word networking. 
So <laughs> Brianna, can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking stories that you've had? Oh yeah. Actually it goes into one of my scariest ones, I think. Cause you know, when you put yourself out there, like you said, it's scary, right? Like mm-hmm. you're literally going into a room and being like, is this person going to like me? Am I going to be able to flow with my conversation? What if they ask me something I don't know? I can't just go hide, right? <laughs> so a lot of my networking is done, you know, via LinkedIn and email and phone. So I don't have to see someone, you know, face to face, right? I can always hide behind something. However, one of my most favorite networking things was in person. And it was when we went to a woman who's code, women who code. It was a meetup group and we actually had a booth. And I've never hadn't done that before. And so like we had our swag, we set up our table and we were the only recruiting company there. All the other ones were, were companies. And uh, so it was like this moment where like, oh my God, you know, recruiters don't always have the best reputation. And here we are. Is anyone even going to come visit us? Like, <laughs> You know, like, are we going to talk? Um, do we have enough to say, you know, versus some really high growth, high powerful companies around us that are like the main contact, you know, like we're technically still a middleman, uh, even though, you know, what's cool about us is that we basically get their connection to the top of the line, as opposed to going through all the other steps. But, um, you know, being able to have someone see that in like 30 seconds is challenging and it's scary. And so I go back to that being one of the best moments and just, you know, um, I'm a big believer in just putting a smile on your face, regardless of how you feel. And that was really what like got us through it. We, it was three of us actually it was, it was uh, Ben Marquis who I just talked about and Emily Stalick, who's my chief growth officer. And we were there and we were just kind of like did this funny little huddle. <laughs> we're like, okay, deep breath, three deep breaths, reset the brain and let's just do this because really what is like the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. So we uh, just, we just went for it and pitched, you know, I, I would say we didn't pitch pitch. We uh, made it more about the actual person. And I think when you're networking and make the person realize that you don't have an agenda, that the agenda is really just to get to know the person and to get to know, you know, what are they here for? What are the challenges? How it, can you help? If you can't help, you know, can you still make the conversation interesting and still make that connection and, you know, and have them understand that maybe, you know, it makes sense to connect in the future, you know, stuff like that, I think is, um, is a huge win again, that goes to like bigger picture. Yep. So I, that's, I think we just nailed that like really nicely had a tons of amazing connections. It was almost like, you know, the people couldn't like give us enough resumes. (laughs) Like here, please take my resume. Here, please take my card. Here, can you add me on LinkedIn right now? You know, it was really overwhelming. Um, And it was, it was definitely one of my most favorite moments as far as networking goes. That's awesome. Um, I love that you are highlighting a very specific experience. And um, one of the things you said right at the end there is just letting the person, let the person realize that you don't have an agenda. I think that's really important. I mean, people can totally sniff out when you're trying to sell them snuffies, you know, <laughs> so um, just coming off as, hey, I'm generally interested in just kind of learning about you is a lot more warming conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, the part that scares people a lot is uh, not making like uh, the connection, you know, meaning like there, you don't have anything in common. So you have to very quickly find something in common to talk about as opposed to, you know, the weather, right. Mm-hmm. You have to have some kind of substance totally. and, 
there's a lot of really cool, I think tools, there's even games like it just to be like, okay, what are like the top 100 interesting things to talk about, you know, this year, you know, you can just Google that stuff and you can have like five in your back pocket. I think that that even goes into, you know, how you can interview well, because again, you're making a connection you're trying to find a common denominator. Yeah. I like how you, uh, kind of associate just networking and relationships in general to, to interviewing and, and you, you know, also spoke about it in the bio about like dating. I mean, all of it, it's, it's just people connecting to other people at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that the whole dating thing, I don't know if you're married, but so, you know, I've been married for a while. And so dating now is so different, you know, with like the tenders and the, uh, all the apps and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like the personal connection isn't there. It just seems so odd to me. Um, so, you know, here we are on LinkedIn and having to kind of morph into what people are used to now, which is just, you know, online. And so that's, that's an interesting aspect of things. You know, people don't want to get on the phone anymore. So you do have to, when it comes to networking, you do have to morph as well, be a chameleon. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. So Brianna, how do you stay in front of and nurture these relationships in your community and your network? Oh, so I'm a really big believer in notes. Actually, I got it from um, randomly my gynecologist. <laughs> so you see this person once a year and uh, she keeps amazing notes. So every time I see her, even though like it's been 365 days, she gets out her notes and she starts asking me about things that we talked about last year that I didn't even realize she wrote down. Mm-hmm. And I took that a few years ago and I do the same thing. So I have like this giant word doc and that I started, which now you can obviously just do on LinkedIn, but, um, you know, of just keeping like key things that people talk about, you know, whether it's their kids or where they went on vacation last year, you know, or anything like that, anything at all that's personal to somebody, you know, really goes a long way and it will make someone be like, wow, how did you remember that? It's like, okay, well, I didn't remember. I wrote it down, right? (laughs) But they don't know that, right? So, you know, the way I do it is I check in. I check in when I don't really have any, like, of course, I always have jobs for somebody, right? But it's not about that. It's about like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how was the trip to Thailand last year? You know, how's work? How, you know, then it just becomes a more of a casual conversation as opposed to, oh, here's Brianna again. She's going to hit me up for another one of her jobs. No, it's just, like, it's just a friendly back and forth. How are you doing? Like, I, I can't tell you how many times. So I, I'm in Southern California. And so everyone, I place this in the Bay Area, you know, and well, we got Disneyland here, for example. And so I've had candidates of mine come down, visit the restaurant. Our kids have played together, you know, and it's like, I haven't placed that person maybe three years or, you know, who knows, right? So it's just that those relationships that you are important, And again, bigger picture, it always goes back to bigger picture. And I've had so many referrals over the course of the years from those people. And um, it's nice. Very cool. So what advice would you offer that business professionals looking to grow their network? Yeah. So you have to give to get, meaning if you're going to ask someone a question, then you got to give them something. So it's like, Hey, where'd you go on vacation? Oh, how about this? Instead I just got back from Belize. Have you been on any vacations? You know, that's how a conversation starts. I think a lot of people, especially in sales, go about it the opposite way. 
Mm-hmm. And people need to realize that people really enjoy talking um, about themselves and they don't always get the opportunity. So if you give them the opportunity, they'll jump on it. So I think if you're going to start reaching out and start having um, connections and relationships, then you definitely have to give, you have to, you know, put it out there. And again, this goes back to dating where it's like, if you put your heart out, a, you know, a little bit, <laughs> then, you know, you, good things can happen. But if you're closed off, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice and I'm definitely a big advocate of it. So I'm glad you shared that piece of insight there. Um, So you did talk a lot about your digital networking, email, LinkedIn, um, kind of behind the scenes, as you said it, uh, behind the curtain. Um, But between digital networking and traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? Oh, digital. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's, you know, I'm not saying it's my favorite, but it's, yeah, it not, not only it, it's, it's the fastest you can do it anywhere. Um, people are always on their phones, which is a good and bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I just think it's the way to go. There's just so many, you know, networks out there, which, so I think that there's a lot of noise, but for at least for what I do, LinkedIn has always been the most powerful. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, I would agree that there's a lot of power in there, but I think, you know, there's something to be said, like the story you shared right away about at the trade show and those face-to-face yeah. conversations too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But the problem with that is people actually have to get up and go to it. This is true. <laughs> and you don't have as much control over that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you know, of course. So like, like I just said, like I, I technically work remotely. I mean, I have office, but like my, I don't work where my companies are in the same city. However, I will tell you every single time that I have met with each and every one of my clients, that relationship has been 10 times stronger. True. Nice. That, that totally makes sense. Okay. Brianna, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your <laughs> professional career? Oh my goodness, how much time do you have? <laughs> okay, I would have put myself out there a long time ago. So like you've probably got, I'm not a giant fan of social media because I think a lot of it can be fake or perceived, you know, a lot better than things actually are. So I was always like under the radar, always like, yeah, you know what? People will just refer me. People will just talk about me because I do a good job. Like that's all fine and dandy. I don't need to get recommendations. Like, you know, on my LinkedIn, like it will just, I'm going to be a word of mouth kind of a person. And that couldn't have been uh, a worse idea. You know, yes, absolutely. I get a ton of referrals, but I got to tell you the last like three years, when I finally started putting myself out there and I wasn't ashamed of it and I was proud of it and all of those good things. It's just so much more has come my way. And it's like, I can't expect that everything's going to happen organically. So I would have, I would have def, I would absolutely have changed that and just be proud of my work. I, I always looked at it as I would be bragging and that's not the case. Bottom line is I do good work and I should let people know. Yeah. Own it. Mm -hmm. It's weird that it takes a long time to kind of figure that out. Doesn't it? I know. It's really so silly. (laughs) (laughs) It it makes me laugh. Like when I think about it, I'm like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me. Um, But what's interesting about that is what I I had, I was with a recruiting company two years before I started techies and he was so big about being secretive. He was even in the office, like basically don't tell anyone 
um, your secrets or why you're doing well. And, you know, it was just so weird. And it was very like, oh, you can't put anything on LinkedIn because then other recruiters are going to get that idea and they're going to do it. And it was, you know, so I think it just kind of took a while for me to shake that off and then realize that that's not the right way, even though that was the way that I was taught. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the world has changed because of technology, obviously, and that there really are no secrets anymore. So, yeah, and I don't even think there needs to be secrets. No, I agree. You know? Yeah, this, the just, first of all, my industry in general is just giant and booming and growing. And it's like, but also even in, in anything, maybe if there's an industry that's a little bit slower, you know, it's like, what, what are we being secretive for? Like, I'm sure there's something you can learn from me and something I can learn from you. And if mm-hmm. I say that there's not, then I'm obviously not very self-aware. <laughs> Well, and I like to equate it to um, recipes. I mean, you've got these amazing ah, yeah. that have, you know, they've published their recipes, but you know, damn well, if you go in the restaurant and eat that meal, it's going to taste a million times better than if I try to make it myself at home. So yep. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the secret sauce. Um, good uh-huh. luck doing it as good as I do. You know, I've got years hey. of experience and I've mastered and fine tuned it, uh-huh. even though I'm giving you the, the path and the recipe. It's, <laughs> so I, that I, is an I, awesome I, analogy. I love that. That's great. Yeah, thanks. I don't think there's, there's no reason to yeah, be secretive. I, I love that you mm-hmm. kind of brought that up as a, as a talking point. Yeah. So Brianna, we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? <laughs> uh, I mean, I first think of Will Smith, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, yeah, I'd like to, <laughs> He's awesome. I'd like to think so. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. He actually does live in my town and I've never seen him. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like it's close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got to have some connections there somehow. I know. I have a, even my mom has, has played golf next to him. I'm like, come on. What, where was my phone call from that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I think I can get him. <laughs> awesome. Super fun. All right. So, <laughs> excuse me. Wow. As um, a thriving entrepreneur that you are, imagine you're, you're continuing to learn and educate yourself. Can you share with our listeners what book you might be reading or podcast you're listening to? How are you oh, to educate yourself? Abs- absolutely. Uh, I am actually reading for the second time, the hundred times leader. It's a hundred X leader. And it is the most amazing, powerful book I have ever read. And it's, uh, I even think people that aren't even in leadership, um, maybe not yet, or even have a desire to should read this book because it talks about being 100% healthy. And it talks about how some of the most powerful people in the world think that just putting their all into their work will then, you know, lead them to a better life and it will just trickle down to their personal and to the community and stuff. And that is just so far from the truth. And I never really thought of it like that before, where it's like, okay, I actually have to be this person in every aspect of my life. There should not be a Brianna at home, a Brianna at work, a Brianna in the community. It should all it should be all encompassed and, and as one. And if I am ashamed of either Brianna, then I'm not doing it right. So I think that that, it's, it's, that alone has been super powerful and it's even helped with my kids. So it's... That's awesome. I love it. I love that book. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. That surprises me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, you, know, you know, what's, you know, what's crazy. And I hope my mom doesn't listen to this, <laughs> but um, I, I grabbed it when I was, I was going to a wedding in Seattle 
I was actually by myself, which was a really rare moment. And, you know, I'm super close to my mom, but sometimes it can be challenging, you know, to spend some time. And um, I was reading it. I was only 60 pages in and it helped me have the best weekend with her. It was just amazing. I was like, wow, this was like, this was awesome. And I just, you know, I, I came home and, and, uh, kissed my husband a little extra. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a better wife. He like looked at me. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was, it, it was just so interesting that a book about leadership, which was meant to really just help me at work, um, helped me so much personally. It's very cool. That's very cool. Well, kind of like what we spoke about with um, you bringing in the uh, emotional intelligence, you know, even though something you're learning, I think in the business space, it goes way beyond that, you know, it's changing behaviors and your thinking and your perception of everything, Mm -hmm. not just, you know, the little silo of Monday through Friday, eight to five. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And if you turn that stuff off, then it's like, you're not really growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to turn the microphone to you and give you an opportunity to ask me a question. So uh, what, what question do you have for me? Oh, how fun. Okay. What has been, what's been your biggest mistake? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that these are so impromptu. <laughs> um, wow. Let me just pick one. I guess the first thing that came to my head was kind of in line with business. Mm-hmm. Um, my And I would say starting the business and trying to do everything myself. Oh, and, yeah. And I think that was um, a huge mistake. And, and I share that because I hope that anyone that's listening that is in that stage of starting a business or considering to start a business, I think, you know, focus on the areas that you rock and own and do those mm-hmm. and then hire someone to do the things that you do not have experience in. Don't waste your time and energy trying to learn it just to save a couple of bucks. Yep. Cause you're not saving any money. You got to think oh, what your no. time's worth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know that all too well. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a lesson that I learned the hard way. I would say. Uh-huh. Oh, I like it. Good question. So Brianna, any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, sometimes it seems really like time consuming or exhausting, or maybe you're not in a good mood, Uh, but always put that smile on your face and just move forward and know again, that the bigger picture is very important. And if you don't make these connections, you know, then it it, it will end up costing you time and money, um, which I don't think a lot of people realize they're like, Oh, I'll just get the next one, you know, or, or I'll get lucky next week. But you know, um, you have to be prepared to be lucky. I, I love how you have so much emphasis on the bigger picture overall. I think, I mean, you even spoke to like social media as a pain to some extent, and it really is, but it's such uh, here is what's happening in this very moment without mm-hmm. looking at the bigger picture. And so thank you for really reinforcing that in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Well, always LinkedIn. <laughs> we talk about social media. Uh-huh. So it's, it's Brianna Rooney, R-O-O-N-E-Y. But you can also email me, Brianna at Techies. And Techies is T-E-C-H-E-E-S.com. Or just go on themillionairerecruiter.com. And there's all sorts of ways to check me out and get into contact. 
Awesome. And we will include all of that information in our show notes. Thank you so much, Brianna, for taking the time to, to chat today. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was super fun. Thank you. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Brianna for taking the time to connect. Join us next week for another great guest as we continue the conversation on networking and building your community. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.